you know, okay, I'm going to use this digital solution, but what happens for the people that just refuse to use this digital solution? How do I still use, how do I still innovate and make my business more efficient? Um, but also having to deal with those, um, those people that don't want to innovate. Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software Graytech Group. You're invited to join our conversation to model the future of construction innovation and the digital transformation adventure of this great industry. My guest today is Matthew Smith. He is an expert in construction technology with a focus on construction finance. As the CEO and Chief Compliance Officer at Trust, a leading banking platform for construction businesses, he drives industry innovation. Leveraging his extensive expertise in technology and finance, Matthew has successfully assisted numerous construction businesses in transitioning from traditional payment methods to streamlined digital systems. His deep knowledge of construction fintech positions him as a valuable resource for construction professionals seeking to optimize their financial operations. Welcome to the show, Matthew. Thanks so much for that intro, Todd. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having <laughs> um, me. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to uh, have this conversation with you. So first, I, I like to kind of level set of how people got into the industry. So what's kind of your, yeah. your origin story into construction? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, uh, I actually haven't spent too much time on the tools. I would say no time at all. I don't know if I instantly lose respect from some of the listeners for not spending any time on the tools, but, uh, the, actually the group of friends that I grew up with all ended up in construction and a couple of them own their own construction businesses. Um, I took a different path and I studied software engineering in university. And I guess just through the nature of them being, you know, my, my close friends, they sort of looked at me and said, Hey, you know, our entire business is archaic and, you know, here's all the things we're doing right now and running and picking up checks. Like, what can you do? And so, um, essentially that's how I got into it is just through the people I knew and basically used my software engineering skills to build them a better, build them better financial tools. Um, and that, that's kind of how I got started. Um, Along the way, I've learned way more than I thought I would about construction, um, which, which you know, is exciting. Um, uh, didn't think I would end up here uh, when I started my computer science journey. Yeah. Well, happy accidents into construction are A-OK. -okay. You're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> With Absolutely. that, I'm a happy accident into construction as well, too. Uh, and I, I love that it's the, the people that really brought you into construction. Uh, that's... Uh, it's not necessarily how I, I got pulled in, but that's what really kept me and gave me passion for the industries that the, the people that are here, uh, I think are, are really top notch. Uh, so that's, that's awesome. Uh, what are some of the kind of most significant challenges that you've seen construction companies face when they're trying to adopt this, you know, new digital workflow, uh, <clears throat> in, instead of kind of the way they've always done it. And then how can they overcome those, those challenges? So it's, I was trying to think like, right. My initial thought was like, um, you know, pricing and access to te technology. And there's a bunch of different answers here, but I think it comes back to people. I think some of the biggest challenges in construction is that the entire thing is relationship based. And mm -hmm. if your stakeholders, even if you want to adopt digital technology, if the stakeholders that you're working with don't want to adopt or they're archaic, there's not much you can do, right? Like you're kind of stuck because everybody's stuck. Right. Yeah. Like we all, like, 
you know, I'm sure you have those sub trades or whatever. They're like, sometimes they want cash or, you know, they refuse to take anything but checks. And it kind of forces you, even though you want to innovate and you want to be more efficient, the practices of the other businesses that you interact with um, almost like force you to not be able to, which is a massive, massive pain. I think that's that's probably the biggest the biggest challenge uh, is how do you convince like convincing you know yourself to do it? It's obvious you're convinced, but then you now have to convince all these stakeholders that you know maybe are retiring in a few years and don't care, uh, you know, which which I've heard numerous times. Um, so I think that's the biggest challenge. Yeah. So how do you overcome it? How do you find those champions that are or like-minded people uh, throughout the the industry to help kind of get over the hurdle of the the change management? Yeah. So I think from a, a technology perspective, we're trying to build towards being able to handle both. So how can we build the technology so that you can help those other people transition to to um, off of paper? But also it still supports the paper so that you don't mm. run into this massive pain. So like some of the feedback we hear often is like, you know, okay, I'm going to use this digital solution, but what happens for the people that just refuse to use this digital solution? How do I still use, how do I still innovate and make my business more efficient? Um, but also having to deal with those, um, those people that don't want to innovate. So, I mean, obviously you can share with them all the efficiencies that you're gaining from the applications you're using. Um, but at the same time, you still need those applications. Like when we're building, we still need those applications to work with the people that just refuse to innovate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What I'm hearing is kind of take it the, the step by step. Don't, you know, the old adage of don't eat the elephant all in, in one bite. Yeah. Uh, take it, yeah. take it piecemeal and then kind of scale it out from, from there as you start getting that, that buy-in and, and people excited about it, you can take an incremental approach. Yeah. And I mean, uh, like, I'll, like an example of that is, you know, collecting money today, right? So mm -hmm. if we took like a remod, like a remodeler or a custom home builder, you know, typically they're getting payments from a homeowner. If they have to go and pick up checks from every homeowner, they're driving over to pick up the check or the homeowner's mailing to them. It's extremely inefficient. They don't even realize how inefficient it is until they start doing digital. But um, customers that start using our system to collect payment um, they don't always, they're not always getting like a hundred percent. Actually, I don't think anyone has gotten a hundred percent of their customers to, uh, you know, pay digitally. Um, they still sometimes have to collect checks and that's why our system supports checks. So you can do a check deposit on our system as well as getting digital. So you're not going to be able to convince all your customers to pay on a digital portal, but at least you can still deposit those checks uh, on the same portal and not have to use two systems. I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to kind of double click in on, on that. What, what ways have you seen the, the transition from that, the paper-based to digital workflows really improve the, the efficiency and, and the, the cost effectiveness in construction finance? Yeah. I mean, if we, <clears throat> I mean, if we take it from like the simplest use case, right? So let's say I, I'm invoicing a customer, right? I've got to compile all of the, the doc, like, I mean, step one, you've got to like get all the, let's say it's like subcontractor invoices for a custom home build. I've got to get all the subcontractor invoices. You know, maybe I'm doing my markup, um, entering it into my accounting system or my project management system and then billing the customer. Um, when I'm also waiting for payment, so I get a, a paper-based payment, I have to, maybe I do a check run every month and I'm walking those checks to the bank. And then I then have to like wait for my statement to come in or, and reconcile it. 
in my accounting system, all of those processes happen over like weeks at a time, as opposed to everything being integrated. So um, with a paper-based system, you know, let's say it's going to take you a week to compile that information and then finally get the invoice to the customer, another week for the customer to review it and get that paper check to you. Um, as opposed to once I've actually got all the information and I've sent it to the customer, the customer can simply just like click a single button. They're taken to a web portal on their phone, enter their banking info and click pay. And then it automatically reconciles in your accounting system and marks that thing as paid to give you like a more real time view of how much cash you have, what's paid, what's not paid, as opposed to, you know, Right now, I think people are trying to hold all that information in their head of like, okay, I have this check from X vendor. Uh, should I mark it as, should I mark that as paid in the accounting system now? Or should I wait till I deposit it in the account? Um, I think a lot of those systems are just not talking to each other in real time and people are trying to hold that information in their head. And I think when you transition to a digital system and everything just happens in real time, there's like this real peace of mind of efficiency that comes out of that. Um, I mean, the feedback we get from customers is like it's night and day, right? Like they just, you go from this chaotic process to um, a really efficient process. And I know yeah. depending on, I mean, construction industry is broad in the types of business, like the types of jobs that people do. But I think this is probably something that's fairly common across those verticals. Yeah. Yeah. The pain point exists. Yeah. <laughs> no matter where. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. how do you, how do you take uh, the kind of that highly personalized touch and pair it with a high tech platform that may seem to some people that it's, it's kind of taking out the, the personalization there. How do you strike that, that balance? Yeah. So, I mean, we're like, our goal is to become the bank for construction companies. So we do want to actually replace your like local credit union or your local community bank. Um, and the way we do it is through relationships. Like we don't discount the fact that we want relationships with the clients. We regularly speak with our clients. Every client that we sign up has kind of like, you could think of it like a personal banker or an account manager um, that they have, you know, you have their cell phone number, you can text with them. Um, we're always there for you. I would say that we're much faster at responding and dealing with issues than your regular bank. Even if you think, oh, you know, I have my, I have my banker's number and I can go into the thing. Like when there's a real fire issue that you need to maybe like, oh, you need this payment to be faster or you're trying to pay somebody and it's not working or something bounce, like actually getting a hold of your bank is not as simple as you want it to be. Um, but for us, we make that really easy. We make the communication digital fast, um, responsive, we've built internal systems to allow our account managers to access the information they need to really quickly to provide you with context when you have an issue. Um, so like, not just, we don't just tout it externally to digitize and, and like make things more efficient. Like obviously internally we're running the, we're running our systems really efficient. I mean, we haven't touched on pricing, but the reason we're able to provide such like basically free accounts. We have a no fee. We have no fee accounts. We don't charge our clients any fees. Part of the reason why we're able to do that is because we built so many efficiencies internally. Hmm. Uh, why stake uh, such a, a high priority on that, that personalized touch? Why is that important? Because I think it's trust, right? Like uh, it's a relationship based business. There's a lot of trust. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're doing banking. I think that requires a lot of personalization and trust and relationship and relationships. Like, uh, 
I, even for us personally, like, you know, where I do my banking, it, it, sometimes it feels like a black box. I don't know who's there and it, it doesn't feel trustworthy. And, and I think that's what we're trying to bring is we're trying to bring that relationship. Not, I think not only that, also, how are we supposed to innovate and solve problems and build problems if we don't talk to the customers, right? Like we want to know the feedback. If something's not working, we want to know right away if we can improve or build the next thing that's going to make your business better. Like how, how we need to talk to you. We need to have a relationship with you to discover that. Uh, and so that's, that's why it's so important. I think it's a, a great answer. <laughs> uh, spot on. Yeah. The, the relationship leads to the trust. And I love the, the feedback loop that, that you talked about there too, that not only are you giving the trust in, from the client to you vantage point, but you're also able to then innovate to create better tools and, and create that uh, efficiency and, and more streamlined process to then help build that, that, trust even more and greater. And then it's just because exactly. it's this really cool, uh, thumbnail <clears throat> effect. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it allows us, it allows us to build things quickly too. Right. I remember we signed up a like a big client recently and they needed some, you know, special permission tier for their sales reps. Essentially their sales reps are on the job site and have to, you know, create invoices really quickly, but they didn't want some of the other permissions that we had built into that tier. And so we were able to like, in a matter of a few days, quickly just make some tweaks to their um, setup just because we have that close relationship with them. Um, as opposed to like, I think your traditional bank would, you would never dream that your traditional bank would make an adjustment to the software for you in a couple of days to better fit your business. Like that would just never happen. Um, but we're able to do that. Hey innovators, do you want to help inspire the next generation of architects engineers, and builders, Applied Software Great Tech Group does too. In fact, they have launched a scholarship contest and need your help spreading the word. If you know any students or teachers who could benefit from the contest, tell them to visit asti.com slash AEC scholarship for more information. Applied Great Tech is giving away over $1,000 to help students pursue their dreams. And we need your help to make it happen. So what are you waiting for? Let's make a difference together. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, how has the use of digital tools and, and software impacted the uh, the accuracy and the, the transparency of the financial reporting within the, the industry? Yeah, so I mean, we we connect directly into accounting systems. So our goal, like, we're trying, we don't want to replace your project management software. We don't want to replace your accounting system. We want to push the data to those places as quickly as possible so that you can get up-to-date reports. I think the, one of the biggest issues right now is that your bank is not connected to those systems. So when you're, you have this, like, you have this like real time in, in your project management software or your accounting system, you're sort of looking at like project budgets from what those things tell you, but then like the actual cash in the bank and like transactions processing and money moving is kind of like the, the flow of those systems is so delayed that you're, you're kind of juggling in your head, right? Like 
you're you're thinking I, I don't know if this resonates with anybody but like okay i just got a couple checks from the customer i've deposited them i don't know when they're going to clear oh and i just mailed out all the subcontractor payments at the same time i hope that these clear before these payments before they go to the bank and deposit actually maybe i'll just text them say hey guys just wait until friday to cash that check right because i'm waiting yeah. for these other funds to be deposited first um so we remove the need for that. That's just like extra stress, extra work, extra management. We remove that need. We essentially, when customers get paid with our system, we make the funds instantly available. And then obviously we push that information up to the accounting system so that it shows in your accounting system, the real time balances. Um, and then, you know, right away, okay, I can pay the subcontractors. The subcontractors are able to receive that money as soon as they uh, get that email notification of, Hey, I can get the money. Um, and it comes back, to, I mean, obviously that point comes back to like the non-digital folks of like some folks just want cash or some folks just want checks. I don't know if we should be, you know, hiring the cash only subcontractors, but those people exist. And so obviously we built in tools to support those use cases as well. Um, we can't forget about the the non-digital people quite yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it takes some of the, the guesswork of building the jigsaw puzzle <laughs> of yeah. you know that that game that everybody plays of money in money out and where's that balance and hopefully you have enough money coming in to <laughs> you know correct uh, compensate for all this stuff going out but uh yeah that's a that's a, a, a good stress uh but it's not i mean coming off todd also to that like not having real-time data in construction um you know if i have the real-time data i can make the adjustments i need to make in time to not lose mm -hmm. money Right. Like if I yeah, knew, yeah. Hey, if I knew on, if I knew on the Friday or if I knew on the Thursday that, that this change had to be made as opposed to waiting, getting the data a week later, getting the data two weeks later, and then having to make the change two weeks later, you've already lost. Right. Um, yeah. and so those, those, the real, getting real time data, especially financial data from your bank, um, is critical for your business. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, what are some of the, the key considerations for, construction companies when they're they're kind of researching, selecting and thinking of implementing a digital finance uh, solution? Yeah. So, I mean, I, fees are the biggest one. Um, so when you're, you know, when you're picking financial options, like I think um, you have to be careful in today's high interest rate in today's high interest rate market as well. Um, to not be getting like really gouging loans and things like that to like finance your business. Um, so it's like one, you know, call out. Uh, we are working on lines of credit and we spent a lot of time thinking about that. How can we provide, um, you know, low interest or low rate uh, lines of credit for customers? Um, but when, when, when you're looking for those digital solutions, if you're looking for a digital banking solution, I think in today's uh, technology world, look for something vertical specific, right? Look for something that is focusing on your industry specifically, and you can get on the phone with them. You can talk to them. Um, I always say there's like a difference between customer success and sales. Like you can get sold on the product really easily and okay, you know, you're kind of ignoring the fees, but then as soon as you're sold and you get into the application and like, what is the customer success like? How does that feel? Um, so I think one of the big benefits of something like our system is, um, we don't have a contract. We don't have fees. And so like, if we don't do a good job, once you're in the system, you can just leave right away. There's no, you know, you've lost your, you've lost whatever time, but at least you're not like locked into some contract. Um, 
So I think when you're looking for tools, uh, the biggest thing is like, make sure you ask them, even like project management software, ask them what their customer success process is like. Ask them if you have a dedicated rep that you can call. Um, you know, do you have like a weekly check-in scheduled for the first kind of 30 days or 60 days to make sure that the system is set up properly? I think you're doing your, your business a service by doing that work, but also like you're helping to vet the system that you're signing up for because it's really easy to get sold on new software. Um, there's so much out there today, but like, what is the customer success? What does it look like after you're a customer? How much support do they give you after you're a customer? And even myself, and I'm sure you have taught experience, the, the woes there of like, you got sold, everything sounded great, you signed a contract, and then all of a sudden you start using it and they're just ghosting you. They're, they're gone, right? There's no support, right. things are breaking and, and doesn't, you know, um, obviously those are, you know, you have to learn from those ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what do you think some of the, the best practices then are to ensure kind of that, that smooth and successful transition to a digital workflow? Oh, in construction? I don't know. I, I would expect that. I think, I think you just have to go in with uh, like medium expectations. <laughs> I mean, transitioning any kind of like paper-based system is going to cause a lot of pain. Um, and there is extra work up front and you just kind of have to keep your eye on the, the light of the tunnel. But um, like, for example, you know, if I'm, let's say I'm talking to a fully paper-based business that's sending invoices, they're printing invoices out to their customers, they're putting them in envelopes, they're stamping them, walking them to the mailbox, then they wait for their customers to mail them a check. Um, I think like we've transitioned a business like that to a digital solution. And for them, it's just been night and day. It was painful at first, you know, getting everyone to get used to it. But at the end of it, the customer, the end customer that was having to mail the check actually mm -hmm. thanks them for upgrading the system because it's easier for them. They don't have to write the check anymore. They can open up their, uh, they can open up their phone and click and pay. Right. Like, um, so I mean, yeah, preparing your, like, it is going to be painful at first transitioning any system. Um, but you know, once it's done, just, just keep your eye on, on the, what the results are going to be. Um, yeah. We yeah. talk a lot about the, uh, the expected experience in construction and it's, uh, something that there's, there's a real dichotomy in construction, uh, in general, in that, in our personal lives, you know, we have our, our phones right by us all the time and we can order something on Amazon or a pizza even, and you, you know, every single step along the way, you can track it. You, you know, the exact specs and all the stuff. And yet when we yeah. come into construction, we don't have that same, uh, technology no. in the same setup, but we're also not expecting it for some weird way. We like check our, our personal expectations kind of at the door, which is, I think, a a, a fault in construction industry that we, we, we need to raise those standards up because people do, to your point, really appreciate when those standards get raised and, and a technology company comes in and can help create the, the same experience on the professional side as we have in our, our personal lives. That makes a big difference and, and that those companies really stand out as, as doing something really cool and uh, helpful, not just yeah. innovative, but it's helpful. And, and also it's important to remember that, you know, we're in the early days of building technology for construction companies. So not everything is going to be perfect today. Right. Um, and like, this is a really complex thing to build. Like you said that, like 
it's like ordering the whatever, ordering the Domino's pizza with the, you know, with the progress tracker of them, like yeah. telling you every step of the way. I mean, that's extremely in construction. That is like orders of magnitude more complex to do. And so like also making sure that you provide as much feedback as you can to your technology partners. So like, don't just be that like silent customer, like things can change and you should be communicating your experience with them. Um, you know, uh, I think that's, that's how we're going to, in a relationship based industry like this, you'd think that people would be, you know, Hey, I want the app to work exactly like this and communicating all the bugs and all this kind of stuff. But, um, they tend to like revert to treating it like an app on their phone. They don't bother calling customers. Sometimes they don't bother calling customer support because they think it's going to be like the same, you know, bad experience. But I think not just for trust for our company, but any of those, um, you know, innovators in the construction space, I think we are all listening, you know, we are ready to take the feedback. We want to make the applications better. Um, yeah. Uh, Matthew, I'm, I'm curious, what, what do you see as some of the, the big trends uh, coming out of this year and, and really moving into the, the next few years out? Yeah. So I think, um, I, I mean, I've seen it at conferences or, um, you know, even in my network is just a ton of software innovation and construction. Um, the one that I'm most excited about that I'm not working on, because uh, we're in finance, obviously, uh, finance and banking is the robotics stuff. I just find like so fascinating yeah. and cool. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see where that comes into play um, and adding like robotics on the job side. I know there's already some of it happening, but I, I can, uh, I can kind of like picture in my mind what it'd be like, like building a custom home or getting a reno done on your kitchen and having like some robot dog walk in with the materials on its back or something. I don't know, which <laughs> would be pretty cool. Um, but in relation to my business and finance, I think, um, I think we're just working on underwriting businesses much better, uh, especially like vertical specific, um, I think today when you go and get a loan or you get a line of credit or a new credit card, like banks have a hard time because they're so horizontal. They have a hard time kind of underwriting construction businesses and understanding their business. Um, and we're working really hard to say, okay, we're only working with construction. We have a unique opportunity to understand their business specifically so that we can do a better job of underwriting those businesses and giving them better rates, better loans than they would get at their traditional institution. Um, and so we're working really hard on that. Um, I think, I think that's, that's what I'm excited for aside from the robots. <laughs> um, um, also there, I mean, obviously there's a big push of AI stuff coming too. Um, I try and avoid the hype trains. I think that they're, I'm waiting for like the real practical stuff to come in that. Um, and I don't, I don't think we're quite there yet where like an AI can kind of like look at a picture of some construction project and then map it out. You know what I mean by that? Like, I, I don't think it's quite mm -hmm. there on like mm -hmm. the construction planning side. Um, in terms of like detecting financials with AI, like, hey, you're, you know, you're over budget with this project. Here's the line items that look inconsistent based on your other projects. That stuff is really interesting in the short term. Um, but the, I think the long-term AI of being able to like even say like, hey, this, uh, this construction plan, you know, the visualization of this doesn't make sense. When you go and build this, it's not going to work. And hopefully the architects get those tools so that they stop giving builders bad plans. Because um, <laughs> I, I hear that's a common issue. Um, 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping the architects get those tools soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think everybody would be very excited yeah. <laughs> with, with that for sure. Uh, so one of the kind of core tenets of the, the show is centered around innovation. What does innovation mean to you? Yeah, I think uh, innovation is about like, I mean, for me personally, it's about failing a lot and just being okay with failing and then change and, and changing. I think um, people get stuck in their ways. And I mean, in construction, we've heard that so many times. Oh, you're just like this, you know, you're stuck in your ways, you're stuck in your ways. And so innovation for me is really about trying new things, uh, maybe getting it wrong the first time and then um, trying again. Um, construction in construction, that can be expensive. Um, so be careful. But uh you know, I think that innovation for me is, is like, and, you know, the personal growth side of it is just like continuously try and learn and improve. And I think, you know, my commitment to the company trusts and our products is to do that. We are going to constantly try and innovate and make the system better. Um, and we'll always be pushing for that. Um, we'll never kind of go stale and, and be this like, you know, if you, if you come back a year from now, We'll have learned a whole bunch of new things and improved the product, uh, made it better, you know, um, and that, that's, that's, that's what I think it is. Yeah. Very nice. Well, how do people find out more information on, on Tresso or connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. You can, uh, you can just Google trust payments and our, our website will, will come up or you can find me on LinkedIn, Matthew Smith, uh, trust. And there's probably a lot of Matthew Smiths on LinkedIn. So make sure you just put Matthew Smith trust after my name and I'll come up. Feel free to connect with me. Um, would be great to meet some of the listeners. Um, but yeah, that, that's how you can find us today. Awesome. Well, final question for you. If I could give you all power and you could snap your fingers and innovate one thing, what would you choose to innovate? Like, hold on a second here. Uh, <laughs> like snap my fingers and... And, and do I get superpowers or like, what's the, you know, <laughs> that my finger in innovative marketing. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I'm a big, I, I grew up with Star Trek. I, I think like, you know, it'd be cool if the world was more like Star Trek, you know, the, uh, you can like walk over to the computer and like, just say what you want and zaps into existence. I think, I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, I think that that would that would be awesome, right? <laughs> like, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool superpower too. <laughs> yeah, it's that a cool superpower, here. right? Like, you know, you walk up to the, you tell the computer, "Hey, I want this," and and it zaps it into existence for you. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Like innovation. <laughs> not not maybe, probably not grounded <laughs> there in like the next fifty years, but you know, maybe one day the world will be. Hey, one day you never know. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You never know. <laughs> uh, well, Matthew, thanks so much for taking the time and coming on to the show. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Todd. Take care. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant, edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an Applied Software Great Tech Group production. Copyright Applied Software Great Tech Group 2023.